0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Good morning, Radio family, and welcome. It is good to be back for another weekend edition of Community Focus. It is our public affairs show. Welcoming those of you who may be new listening to us here on our intercom stations. Thank you for your great company and your listenership every Saturday and Sunday mornings. I'm Renee Vaughn. Good to be back with you, and especially to return with a member of our community-focused family to talk about good things that they are doing in our community. Speaking of new, she is the newest member, but officially is family. We're not even 30 seconds in, Robin Early, and you're already family. Good morning to you. Thank you. Good morning. It is so nice to have you on board. Now, Robin, this will also be new in terms of the topic of discussion that we're about to engage in because you have a business that will be so appropriate for individuals who are pet owners yes, and pet lovers. Yes. And I am a former one. I miss having one. My work schedule, unfortunately, doesn't, doesn't allow me to really have the time devoted to taking right. care of a family pet like I used to growing up. But it's so wonderful to see individuals because pets are like an additional family member. That's right. For many of us, depending upon what we have, most of us are either dog owners cat owners or we own something right I remember as kids you know I think some of us during our childhood even had that goldfish
0: that's correct that we
1: owned at some (laughs) point but you have a wonderful community service that offers individuals who are an owner of a pet yes to have an opportunity to have their dog especially let's say if that pet is new to the family yes and sometimes just like our kids or our newborns you get a little brambunctious. That's at correct. At times, and and certain animals, I think, just like kids, are a little hyperactive. Yes, <laughs> too. Yes. But the great thing about what you offer through your service is a great opportunity in training. Yes, our pets that again are members of, of our family. So let me start by asking you simply: At what age can a person start training their dog?
0: Well, you're going to start training when you get the dog. When yeah. you bring the dog home. So through handling the dog, through mm-hmm. socialization, um, but as early as six, seven to ten I'm sorry, seven to eight weeks old, mm-hmm. you can begin training a puppy. Right. Um, I wouldn't go too far beyond five months old. Right. beginning why, why training that? Mm-hmm. Um, because the attention span, I mean, is not. Well, the attention span with a puppy is short, but mm-hmm. the adolescent period after five months, right. it's, it's just it's difficult. To train past yeah. a certain age, so much like with children, mm-hmm. you know, after a certain age, some things are set, right. Um, right. So you want to just get them the younger the better um, to exactly. begin showing them you know, certain uh, affections and so forth. Mm-hmm. Exercise discipline and so forth. You can right. begin as early as seven to eight weeks. Absolutely, and and Robin, it
1: just occurred to me that uh, for for many. It's around that time of gift-giving season. Right. Of course, all year round is a great opportunity to receive a gift, but particularly when you think about little ones. Right. And what they want. Yes. As far as, I guess, a a wish list of some sort. Many of them will beg mommy and daddy, they want that puppy. Right. (laughs) That's true. And so... It's really great to have you on the program to to address this because there may be situations in which a parent is actually sitting down right now already knowing that they have a son or daughter that has repeatedly throughout the year right <laughs> as mommy daddy when are we going to get you know whatever pet it is that they want for the family. So what you're mentioning is is a great way really because obviously the goal is not for mom and dad to be the sole person right. responsible for taking care of the pet. Right. But it's a great learning tool to teach children right. how to take care Absolutely. of things.
0: Absolutely. And that is what op- often happens is that the parents end up take mm-hmm. on the that responsibility. responsibility. But exactly. If, if they do it together, because everyone's going to have to be the leader of the pack. Right. Yeah. Everyone's going to have to be consistent with it and cohesive with it.
1: Exactly. Now, let me ask you, and let's get a little backstory. How did all of this, when was it that you, Robin, woke up and said, I want to do this for for a living?
0: <laughs> this has been a part of my life. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, so you grew up around That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were a military family. Okay. And so no matter where we were, yeah. my mom had a pet. Wow. And so... Um, she would take in strays, and we would mm-hmm. either keep them yeah, or she would find a home for a them. A home from them. Wow. So no matter where we were, we, no matter what country we were in, yeah. we had a dog. Wow. And our dog traveled with us.
1: That is amazing. Now, if you don't mind me asking, where were some of the places that you had the opportunity to live with your family?
0: Kansas. I was born in Germany. Oh, wow. Um, let's see. Of course, Fort Benning, mm-hmm. Georgia, and then Columbus, Georgia. Okay. Um, and then what else for me? My siblings lived in my bro- my brother was born in Kansas and my sister was born in Colorado. Okay, okay. So, but with me, we, we my father was restationed several times in mm-hmm. Kansas, and then ultimately they raised me in Georgia. In Georgia, yes. Now, How did you come to North Carolina? I came for to volunteer. Oh, okay. Yes, I came to volunteer in yeah. a Bible education work, mm-hmm. and um, then started dating my husband, who was. Yeah. From Georgia, and then we yes. got married and just decided nice. we were going to build our family here. Family here.
1: here. Yes. And, and as they say, the rest is history. That's correct. Well, so wonderful, sis, to have you here. <laughs> Thank and you. It's, you're welcome, and especially doing what you do. Now, I will share with you, I too, a similar situation, grew around pets most of my life. And one of my grandmothers, if I remember correctly, oh, she had a little bit of everything because she, she loved pets as well. Yes. She had dogs. She had cats. She had, I believe, a pet mouse. Oh my! Um, she had a chicken. She had a rabbit. <laughs> I think a goat. Maybe a that couple of others. That is awesome, right? Because she, thank I you, mean. because she, she was, um, she grew up on a farm. Yes. So for a lot of kids from her era or for her generation, you know, there, there were a lot of things when you typically think about a farm and being around right. a lot of different animals. But I think she loved dogs and cats the most. So when we were living in Washington, D.C., we had about two or three German shepherds Okay, that we actually, both my grandparents at the time, would send them off to obedience school. Okay. So there is one humorous story, and Robin, you will be the very first person that I have actually shared this <laughs> with on air. So one winter, a repairman comes to the house, mortified of dogs because he had been bitten by one. Oh, yeah. And so his whole issue was, will this dog come down in the basement where the heater? Needed to be replaced. And both my grandparents were like, no, the dogs are well-trained. They know once we tell them or give them a command not to move, they won't move. So long story short, he has all of his tools spread out. Now, what they didn't share with him was the fact that after he went downstairs, they closed the door. Right. To make sure that the dogs would not get down there. By the way, one was named Butch. Which I couldn't pronounce the C H, so it came out as Bush. <laughs> and the other was Spence. I didn't have a problem with Spence. Spence was fine. So, and I don't recall which one it was, but they both had the ability to take the doorknob in their mouth. I have and seen turn that it many times. And I did not know German Shepherds or really any breed of dog uh-huh. could do this. Yes. So he's just steadily working. Uh huh. The repairman. He looks up, and there's the dog, just staring him in the face. Surprise. (laughs) So by the time they realized that one of the dogs had opened the door, the man left. Uh I mean, he exited stage right. Right. Whole tools Mm. still on Mm -hmm. the floor in the basement. And they ended up having to call another repairman. Right. That's just, mm-hmm. but they never were planning to harm him. Right. But, you know, it's just humorous little stories yes. About, yes. about being pet owners such as that. And, and I can just go in, into stories for days. In fact, I'll share another with one with you off air. But in the Thank meantime, you. getting back on track to, to your service. Let me ask you this. Speaking of dogs and our pets, what are the best dog treats getting back to when you're training an animal?
0: I like the the soft ones Yeah, are small mm-hmm. or even crunchy. Right. Um, but also it's important, the quality of the treat. Right. So one to five ingredients, definitely no fillers, mm-hmm. no preservatives, artificial anything right. or flavors. Um, also, maybe treats that might be a little larger, you can break them up in smaller treats. Mm-hmm. And then say at the end of the day, after the, the dog has done a good job. Right accepted the correction. Mm-hmm. Now you're giving them the affection, maybe the last. You want to give the dog affection after they're walked. But right. at the end of the day, say they, they had a good day. Yeah. So you may want to give them the full treat mm-hmm. if you get some of the larger treats. Um, and basically that's it. If yeah. if you're looking for the ingredients, um, you want to make sure the ingredients aren't going to be irritants to their tummies. Right. So you want to make sure that you read the ingredients Um, You can also check with your vet. Sometimes they have recalls on treats to make sure that you haven't purchased one of the the brands that have been recalled.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that because this is, again, taking me back to the days in which our family had pets. And that was the one thing that I had learned as I got older, particularly about our pets, In being very cautious with what they eat. Right. Equally so is how careful we need to be in terms of what we feed them. Right. Because the one thing that I have come to learn post owning a pet is the fact that and we used to do this all the time. I'm going to have to admit this Robin and fess up. Because I did not know this, and actually I've had several veterinarians actually suggest this, and I know for you as a dog trainer, this is probably the case with you. They can't eat everything that we as humans eat. That is correct. Because a lot of times, of course, as much as we love our pets... When it comes to for those that are able to stay in the home with the family right, right around the dinner time, they're right there begging. They want what you have because they probably think, "Oh man, that's got to be a whole lot better." And right. Even though they appreciate the treats, they still want additional yeah, things they, as well. The smells, I mean, exactly. Yeah,
0: they smell a lot at one time. I mean, yeah. thousands of smells at right. one time. Right. Right. So, it's attractive, but it's a no-no because their digestive system is different. It's a whole lot different from yeah. ours, and so right. we can really make them deathly. Yeah, ill. I mean, some have even died. There's certain things that we definitely mm-hmm. need to avoid because they're toxic. Exactly to a dog. Um, exactly. But something else I would say is that you want to make sure that the ingredients are tasty. Mm-hmm. So yes. Like exactly. <laughs> salmon, mm-hmm. peanut butter. Um, Chicken, apples, mm-hmm. things like that—that that are good, exactly, but tasty,
1: right? And I was thinking too, Robin, that a lot of those flavors now with treats that we can find either at a pet store or wherever we shop for for our pets, our dogs in particular—they're incorporating those flavors. That's right in a lot of the treats, right? Yeah. And
0: now you can even make your own. Oh, awesome! I didn't oh, yeah. know this. You can just simple, simple. Many you can go online for several different ingredients, but you can make. Peanut butter bars. You can make salmon right. treats. Yeah, um, one to two ingredients, and that's all it takes. And that's it. Liver uh, snaps and things like that are really good. Wow. and healthy yeah. For dogs. And you know the. the
1: and I, I'm laughing to <laughs> myself and out loud, uh, Robin and Radio Family, because I'm thinking, really, a lot of our pets are not too picky. Uh. like humans are when it comes to certain things because you know (laughs) as kids it's like we're not going to eat the broccoli or the asparagus but you know with a dog (laughs) right of course like you said with the proper ingredients they're just grateful to get a treat that's correct yeah 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 so just something to think about well i've enjoyed our conversation like i said this was a first so i'm learning some things so that if thank you so that if i ever have the opportunity and i really hope that that chance comes again soon to own another pet yes I'm, I'm i'm writing and taking down some notes in radio family hoping you are doing the same especially uh, parents again as we alluded to earlier if you have a young one that has really been inquiring on adding an addition to the family and you are considering getting a dog or any pet here's a great opportunity to do likewise and and take some notes whether you do it physically or mentally. And thank you, Robin, for what we've been able to discuss thus far. You're very I you're a, welcome. I have a few more questions, so will you stick around? Absolutely. Thank you. I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation. and looking forward to more of your company, too, Radio Family. Thank you so much. We will be back with more of the weekend edition of Community Focus right after this. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus, back from break. Thanking you, Radio Family, for your great company. It is very much appreciated on the weekends. And very much the appreciation given to members of our community-focused family, the newest one, and Robin Early. She is a professional dog trainer and is really giving us some great tips for those of you. And we were just stressing, Robin and I failed to mention, for those who are already pet owners, particularly those who may have older pets. Right. Because we were talking about, you know, for parents who may be trying to um, appease uh, a little one in their family about getting a pet, usually at the early stage when they're a puppy. Right but also we have a lot of pet owners, particularly dog owners who have older dogs, yes, more mature uh, dogs. And so you work with either group. Oh, And and you've been doing this for how long?
0: Absolutely. This is my eighth year. Wow. Yes, this is my eighth year. Yeah.
1: Now, what what different type of a breed of dogs do you typically train on a given day?
0: Oh, my goodness. All kinds. All of them. Wow. Yeah, all of them. Um, I started, of course, with the dogs in our family—we have yeah. spaniels. Oh, nice! Um, and I, I've had a lab, mm-hmm. and then now I own a boxer and a pit bull. Wow! Yes,
1: you know I am so happy that you mention pit bulls because when I'm on social media and of course seeing the hundreds of pictures that families post, right? And as we mentioned earlier, our pets are included as part of our families. Absolutely. I'm starting to see a lot of pit bull owners. Yes. Unfortunately, they have gotten a bad rap as a breed of dog. And so I wanted to specifically ask from an expert like yourself, and now just finding out that you are an owner of a pit bull, to dispel any of the myths that people may have, because there are certain breed of dog that may be a little bit intimidating to some individuals. And that may be from lack of our knowledge of really knowing the history about not just pit bulls, but really any breed, right? That be that can be intimidating because I know of several uh, friends who have pit bulls and they have them around their children, and they're just as loving, absolutely, and just as caring as any other breed of dog.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I do. Feel like it is the owner's responsibility, whatever dog that they get. Exactly. Um, to pay attention to the dog. Right. Because a lot of things can happen simply because you're not paying attention. Right. A lot of cues happen with dogs mm-hmm. that you can actually stop before it gets out of hand. Right. Um, and as we'll talk about it soon, it ta- it comes into play, um, you being the leader of your pack. Right. Right. Um, But we've had Cyrus now for about two years. He was a rescue. Mm, Nice. And he is very, he's docile. In fact, he runs away from conflict. Wow. Uh, My boxer was not as welcoming Mm -hmm. to Cyrus. And so we had to socialize him and we used various things to help with that. Right. But he's a gentle giant. Nice. We haven't had any issues with him. I mean, we've trained him and we continue to work on training. Mm -hmm but a lot of it is paying attention to him, giving him the necessary exercise because Mm -hmm. it is a powerful breed. Right, right. And so if you're not willing to give the dog between 30 to 45 minute, Mm -hmm. you know, twice a day walks or hire someone to do that, that. then I would definitely say don't do it because they have to have it. They have to have it to be well-balanced dogs. Absolutely. And how wonderful to
1: have a person like yourself who is a professional dog trainer to do so. I think perhaps Robin they get such a bad rap because we hear so many bad stories. Right. Uh pit bulls typically are used as attack dogs. Right. And what's even more horrifying is that when you see videos of pit bulls attacking other pit bulls. That's correct. And so I think that's the stigma, unfortunately, that gets attached to that particular breed.
0: Right. It's just unresponsible humans. Yeah, it really is, mm-hmm. and really unloving humans, because to treat something that's a gift. Right. Absolutely. I, I definitely feel it's a gift from our creator mm-hmm. that um, that way. Yeah. Is really it's, it's, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so they get a bad rap, but yet individuals that are doing these things mm-hmm. often get off, yeah. or they don't get punished. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes it's they might get punished, but it's not really a sincere turnaround, right. So, I would definitely say that it's not the breed. It's just the person that's right. that's handling them and what exactly. their motive is with right. the dog
1: and I really appreciate, and I think you're just so spot on if you're not willing to put in the time and the energy right or the resource in taking care of not just a pit bull, but as you mentioned, any breed, right. You know, because sadly, but it is true. If an individual cannot put in that type of time, why does that individual even have a pet in the first place? Exactly. Yes, because nobody deserves pet human or otherwise that is correct. to be inhumanely treated.
0: Right. And I dissuade my clients from when they ask yeah. um about the type of breed to get, mm-hmm. You have to look at what your lifestyle is. Exactly. You know, if you're not willing to, if you don't have it, to be able to Mm -hmm. give the dog the necessary exercise according to the size and the breed of the dog. Right, right. Then look at another breed. Yeah. Um, But there are so many things that you can do, particularly with pit bulls, boxers, and other powerful breed dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, You can put backpacks on them. Yeah. um, That will give them some resistance. Mm -hmm. So if you can only give them maybe maybe it's a let out and it's 15 minutes right, coming right. home from lunch or whatever mm-hmm. um, you can take them for a, br- a brisk walk and right. have that backpack on which they'll, it'll help them to work
1: Okay, and exert
0: yeah. that energy exactly. um, but also you need to think about socialization mm-hmm. um, being the leader of your pack that's the biggest thing right. in your household mm-hmm. um, the way that you handle them right. you know, no yelling and you know, aggression toward them because yeah. all you're doing is then uh, encouraging that Very true.
1: It is the weekend edition of Community Focus Heard here on our intercom station, Saturday and Sunday mornings. Thanking you, Radio Family, for your great company and continually thanking members of our Community Focus Family for the good things that they're doing in our communities. Dog trainer Robin Early joins me, Renee Vaughn. Another thing that is really big, uh, Robin, for pet owners are collars. Yes. So how does a particular dog training collar work when you're
0: working with a pet? You just have to see what's going to work, first of all. I've gone through several. Mm -hmm. There are many leaders and harnesses, and some harnesses are just not effective for certain dogs. Um, If a dog will just use a pit bull, they're strong – they're a powerful dog in their chest, and so if you're going to put something on them that they're going to pull you forward right. or allow you to pull them mm-hmm. forward, that's not going to be effective. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of collars, and you just I, I would just encourage testing them out mm-hmm. with your dog. Yeah. There are also electronic collars yeah. that I have used. Okay. Um, they typically have certain modes. They have a. Uh, I've only used the vibration and the sound. They okay. do have shot collars. I don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, and I haven't used that. Mm-hmm. But I have found that particularly the vib- the vibration yeah. has been very effective in training dogs to just wow. kind of snap them out of unwanted yeah. behavior. Okay. Yeah. And, but other collars or, or leashes you can get to help train. But you just have to. You just have to work it out with your dog to see what's going to be effective. Exactly.
1: So really, it's great that we incorporate some research, knowing what works best for us. Another thing, and this just popped into my head, uh, Robin, particularly with us living in an area such as North Carolina, something that I'm noticing an increase of are the number of dog parks. Mm -hmm. Because as we say, our pets, for many of us, are an extended part of the family. Right. And so it's nice, like you say, we're in the process of getting them Trained. Right. And when we take them out for that daily exercise, outside of, of having either a front or backyard, if if we have a house. Right. Some of us and I think of apartment complexes that allow residents to have animals that may be a little more restrictive. Right. So it's nice that we have open facilities such as parks that allow a dog park. Right. The one that particularly comes to mind is one that's located in Kernersville. Okay. In in particular. Okay. And and one that um my my mother, who actually is a dog owner, takes to on a regular basis and it's just nice to see persons interact with their pets there but that was the first thing that comes to mind that's a great way and probably one of the places that you're able when you're in the process of training a pet or a dog in particular is to take them to a dog park
0: one of the places one of the places but I'm gonna be very very honest sure I am not um I enjoy dog parks, but I'm not a fan okay. of them. Yeah, um, I think it's great to be as a as a treat. I see what you're y- saying. Yes, yeah, I, I think that it's makes a. Sense. It's a. I think it's great as a treat. So after you've given mm-hmm. your dog a vigorous walk, right? They've done the job. Mm-hmm. You've given them exercise, discipline, affection, in yeah. that order. The last thing, take them to the park, mm-hmm. or even if you're gonna do early morning, right? After right. you've done in that order. Yeah. Take them as a treat. Yes. Um, Because unfortunately, sometimes people take them, the dog hasn't been walked. I see. And they haven't burned off the energy, Energy. so then they're um, misbehaving in the park. okay. And then sometimes people are not – I've had the experience, unfortunately, where Mm -hmm. some have not been paying attention to their dogs. Okay, right. um, And then dog fights break out. Yeah. Not that that happens on a regular basis, Basis, but but. it's just – it's it's just a haven for some unwanted behavior and and some fights to break out. Right.
1: Well, first of all, I I appreciate your honesty. That's why I have professionals like you on our public affairs show because Thank you. I never really you're welcome. I never really thought of that from the perspective of someone who I guess, for lack of a better phrase, on the outside now looking in right. when seeing. Uh, individuals who do take their dogs to a dog park, you're right. That's that's a very responsible way to look right. at things. That right. it should be a treat, and you're so right. Dependent upon the environment, because unfortunately, most breeds or some breeds. Let me right. let me let me change that. Some breeds aren't exactly friendlier to other breeds. Right, a dog.
0: Right, and it could be just you know they need that leadership first because mm-hmm. see if a sit- which. It's a dog park that helped me to see with my boxer that he was possessive with sticks. Oh, okay. And so I was able to correct him and all of that. And even during that time, um, dogs would come around and their owners really wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that just said to me that, each person needs to be responsible exactly. for their dog and how they're bringing them into the park. So right. even not letting your dog pull you into the park, mm-hmm. um, making them wait as you go in first. Right. So that you're That's setting right. the precedent for the dog to look exactly. to you for direction. Right. Right and all of that, and to be well-behaved, because then the experience is wonderful for everyone. True. That's that's a very
1: good point, because you're right. It is in an open environment. Right. There are others there, obviously, with their dogs. Right. And so you're right. The, the key is to make that environment safe for everybody, right. both, both pet exactly. <laughs> and human alike. I'm glad you touched on that, because that really ties in nicely with the next question. When we think about particularly uh, a breed of dog, such as you mentioned, the more aggressive like with pit bulls or or boxers. How, how is the training with that as opposed to say maybe a less aggressive breed of dog?
0: Well, I'm gonna say that I, I just can't put aggression on a certain breed, breed. I just I, I, I have to That's say because I look had, at it I've had some little doggies that were just tear as my aggressive. Fingers off I oh, mean wow. almost tear a finger yeah. off. Um, yeah, yeah because sometimes I think the little dogs are overlooked. You know, with their aggressive behavior. Right. Yeah, Because you
1: just look uh-huh. at it and, you, and you sometimes think, how could something that
0: tiny yeah, they be can, that aggressive? You can take but, a finger off. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, if they're not checked. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say I won't label any breed aggress- aggressive, but I will say, again, going back to the owner's responsibility, mm-hmm. there are things that you can... S- you know, snap the dog out of Mm -hmm. before it leads to something serious. Wow. Um, So paying attention to your dog Mm -hmm. um, first, but then also being establishing yourself as the leader of the pack from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So typically the leader of if, if a dog doesn't feel like you're leading them, they're going to start leading. And then that, Begins the cycle of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to want to get in the bed. They want to get on the furniture. Right. They're going to want to eat first. Mm-hmm. All of the things that an alpha, alpha dog would do. Right. So you're going to have to uh, establish, no, these are my things. Right. And you'll have to wait. So before you let the dog get in the bed, mm-hmm. before you've established yourself as a leader, you know, perhaps make them sleep in a crate mm-hmm. or in a dog bed. Yeah. Um, then also with food. hmm you know, the last man on the totem pole eats last. Yeah. So the family eats first. Right. And then you feed the dogs. You mm-hmm. make them wait from a distance mm-hmm. and then release them to yeah. eat. Um, sometimes I even mix it with my hand, so I, they have my scent yeah. on the food. Okay. Um, but other things like before you go out the door, not letting them pull you out, lead mm-hmm. you out the door. Everything is, this is my house. Mm-hmm. And you're under me. I'm going to lead you. And that's what a dog wants. They want someone to lead them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's going to make the household happy and yeah. the dog well-balanced and mm-hmm. happy. Even yeah, with toys, if um, when you introduce a toy, you make sure that you establish by standing over it, making them wait, mm-hmm. and then releasing them to get it. Now, if they take the toy and run off with it, right. um I would do away with that toy. toy. <laughs> I mean, not toys altogether, but that particular toy, toy. I would get out of the house okay. um, to let yeah. them know, okay, that's a no. When they bring right. it back to you, right, get rid of the toy, mm-hmm. um, but establish guidelines for them that you are indeed the leader, and that, that's going to help with any aggression.
1: Absolutely. Now, you mentioned the word crate, which yes. I thank you for that, because I don't know how you know this was going to be my next <laughs> question. But when we think about, of course, having our pet, having our dog as part of the family, Yes. Families on most occasions, particular, well, really, this can be year-round, of course, like to travel. Yes. So, of course, a big concern becomes, what do I do with my dog? Mm-hmm. What do I do with my pet? Am right. I in a position to take him or her with me? Will I have to put them away in a kennel? Right. You know, are I going to have them stay at a veterinary place mm-hmm. of some sort? So let's focus on why crate train a dog, for starters.
0: I think it's wonderful because it gives a dog a home within a home. Yeah. It gives them a safe, secure, happy place Mm -hmm. um, to go. And then it's also great for house training. Okay. So, but you have to be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Understand that puppies are going to have to go out more often than an older dog. Older dog, dog, right. Um, So you start them in there and you want to make it a haven. You don't want to send them to the crate Mm -hmm. because you're disciplining them. Yeah, Um, You want it to be... This is your spot, right? Um, because I've had my my lab who, um, t- to the age of thirteen, she would go in her crate. Mm-hmm. She'd we'd have company over. She'd come and smell, and then she'd go lay down in her crate okay. with the door open. Now she yes. was open to the house, right? But that was her spot. Okay. And nice. so that's you want it to be a haven, but it's important because it's a boundary
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the dog, right? It's a safe place. Yes and a comfort for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helps with the, like I said, the house training. So when you get home, you immediately take the dog out. Right. Um, and let them go do their business. Mm-hmm. And if you have to leave again, right, then you're going to put them back. But you're, when when you get home, the best thing is to let them out and let them out immediately. immediately. Right, right. Right. Especially if you're house training.
1: I was also too... Thinking, Robin, from the safety perspective, especially when traveling long distances, right. is for the safety, of course, first and foremost, for the driver. Yes. Because dogs, just like kids, That's they right. can sometimes be all over the place in a car, but that can also prove to be a dangerous situation. Yes. Um, If one is not careful and the dog is leaping over Mm -hmm. two or three rows of seats in the car. That's right. And wants to leap into the driver's lap. That's right. Which may may not always be the best thing to do when traveling on the road. So. I was thinking from that standpoint, having your dog in your crate as you travel. That is an excellent... Would be a good thing. Yes. Particularly with, you know, the smaller kids because that's you right. want your children to be safe when that's you right. have
0: them and yourselves buckled up. That's right. In the seat of a car. That's right. I, it's it's excellent. If you have the space for that, Right. it's excellent to have them in mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that space because then they're not... And even sitting in the front and if you have to... If you slam on the brakes and the dog goes right forward exactly, into the dash, exactly. that could definitely harm them right so sure. yes it is a, a wonderful a wonderful thing to do if you're able to absolutely have space.
1: now another thing too robin and i didn't want to put our conversation just on a certain group of people because again you know when we think about families but there's likely what we're seeing too with seniors or older right. adults the companionship right of having a pet yes and i really have been reading and seeing, you know, in, in media with various stories that there are certain living facilities that allow senior adults that's excellent. to have
0: pets. That's awesome.
1: Um, in some nursing homes. Right. They're actually very good therapy dogs. That's awesome, yes. Yeah, for individuals as right. well. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Now why is overall dog training so important for us, whether it is, you know, just getting that first puppy of the family Or even if we do decide to take in, as you did, a a rescue dog, which is a little bit older in some cases. Right.
0: If you want to be a responsible pet owner, then you need to train your dog. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want a house that is well-balanced and happy with your pet, you're going to have to train the dog. Mm -hmm. And that's got to start from the day. That you, well, just doing the research about the type, the breed Mm -hmm. and all of that prior to saying yes. Exactly. And then, you know, not using emotions and all of that, Mm -hmm. you know, because that can also get you a dog that is just not a fit for you. Right. Um, So once you've done all of that, train the dog. And it starts with the owner. Mm -hmm. It starts with the owner. So if you want a happy household with a well-balanced dog exactly you have to train it that's so true and
1: this makes me think as well particularly if we're not in that position getting back to what i was mentioning or what we were discussing earlier right if you're not able to take the dog when you're making trips having responsible family members or Mm -hmm. friends and really i perhaps and and correct me if, if if i'm not right on this robin just as when we leave our children right with responsible persons that's right with you know a, a set of rules uh, this is what i do with my child or children at the house right is that not a similar situation when you want to leave your pet with someone
0: oh absolutely in fact that's one of the services we offer we do house sitting oh great and we stay in the home mm, with nice. the pets um and yes many of my clients leave a block of instructions mm-hmm. um you know, especially if the, there's medication involved. Right, exactly. Um, but it's a wonderful thing because a dog can stay in their own surrounding. hmm And they're used to it. They have yeah. the smells of their home and right. and all of that, the comforts of their home. Nice. But whomever you get, you want to make sure that they, one, know how to handle right. your dog. And even mm-hmm. with the vet or a kennel, mm-hmm. I would definitely go and look, at, look it over first. Right, exactly. You want to make sure that it's safe. hmm um, that it's well kept, right. that the the owners are knowledgeable um, and all of that. So, just like with your children, you want to make sure that they're with responsible mm-hmm. exactly. And I like this
1: because time one goes by so fast when you're engaged in great conversation, yes. which I have been with you, Robin. Thank you so much. I was thinking that for, An individual who may see a veterinarian or a vet or a kennel as a safe place, I think you probably have, and you likely are finding this, as a dog trainer and particularly as a dog owner, that a lot of people are discovering that when they find individuals like yourself who do what you do, it's nice that you go to them yes. that, because most people like to do things within the comfort right. of their own home or their own surroundings. Right, And it's not to take away from, dr- you know, dropping your pet off at a vet or right. at a kennel, but it's more of having that home feeling right. that when you're away, someone is with a trusted individual such as yourself and That's they don't right. have to worry about what may potentially happen right. to their pet.
0: Right, right, right. And, Especially when they see the, the skill level. Typically what we go we do when I'm training another pet sitter yeah. for a job, especially house sitting, we go, we meet the owner together, mm-hmm. we go over everything. And it can take an hour or so, an hour yeah. and 30 minutes, depending mm-hmm. on how long. As long as the owner is comfortable, my pet sitter is comfortable. Right. Um, we take a walk. Nice. With the owner, mm-hmm. um, especially if the dog has some issues with socialization. Right. And there are certain things that we need to do to make sure that mm-hmm. they're safe and that they're well-behaved. Yes. Um, we go over that thoroughly. Very but it good. does. It puts – I mean, I've had clients gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And we've been in their home. And no incident. So mm-hmm. – Yeah. It's just a wonderful comfort, and I know I feel the same when I go out of town. Absolutely. Right.
1: And so with that, uh, Robin, in any closing comments that you may have, obviously the next question would be for those who are listening and they really like what they're hearing and what you're offering, how does one get in contact with you so that either they can have their dog trained or if they're looking for a dog sitter?
0: Well, they can contact me on my website at PAWS, P-A-W-S, the number two. Pave, P-A-V-E, plus, P-L-U-S, dot com. Excellent. And may I offer? Yes. Make an offer? Yes. So anyone that goes on my website and goes to the contact information and just simply enters their first name and their email, Mm -hmm. I would be happy to give them a free training video. It's a module That would give them strategies to have a well balanced happy dog. Very nice. Well, Robin, this has been a treat, no pun intended, (laughs) for me
1: (laughs) in our conversation. Thank you (laughs) this morning here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. It is so nice to have you as a part of our Community Focus family.
0: Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Thank you. And again, thank you for what you do in offering this wonderful service. To members of our communities who are pet owners. So, Radio Family, let me tell you, you will be just as engaged in a wonderful conversation when you contact Robin and get to know her, just as I have had the opportunity. So, Robin, on this program, there are never any goodbyes. Just until next time. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you, Radio Family. I know you continue to do some good things in our communities as well. So keep up the great work. Thank you for the wonderful company every weekend. And until that next time and when the next weekend arrives, we do officially bring to a close another weekend edition of Community Focus here on our intercom stations. Do enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,